Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Your Majesty, if you were king, you wouldn't be afraid of anything? Not nobody! Not know-how! Not even a rhinoceros? Impossorous! How about a hippopotamus? Why, I'd trash him from top to bottom. Supposing you met an elephant? I'd wrap him up in cellophane. What if it were a brontosaurus? I'd show him who was king of the forest. How? How? Courage. What makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What makes the flag on the mast away? Courage. What makes the elephant charge his tusk in the misty mist or the dusky dusk? What makes the muskrat guard his musk? Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Little warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines, while our families slip away. Where are you men of courage? You were made for so much more. to be courageous today on Christian Car Guy show but i wonder if all of us at some time don't feel like the cowardly lion what in your life is worth fighting for the cowardly lion and the wizard of oz became courageous when there was a purpose when there was something worth fighting for have you ever noticed this link in scripture from courage to prosperity and I'm talking about biblical prosperity, which we'll get to in a minute. But <laughs> in Joshua 1, it said, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. That word translated prosper there in Joshua 1 is the same word that's used in Judges many times when the Spirit of the Lord would come over Samson. And again, when the Spirit of the Lord came over Samuel and Saul. Now, of all the kings in the Old Testament, which would you guess? And just feel free to call in if you want to, 866-348-7884. Which of all the kings in the Old Testament, which would you say was the most prosperous? And that in capturing lands. You see, the more that you advance the kingdom, the more prosperous you are. 
I'll give you some hints. He's mentioned 91 times in the King James Version. Jeremiah said of him in Jeremiah 43, 12, that he would wrap Egypt around himself like a shepherd's cloak, which in my view, the cloak of the Messiah mentioned in Isaiah 59 has something to do with this. So it says, he will put on righteousness as a breastplate. And here, Isaiah is giving us the full armor of God in his way. And he mentions something here that's not mentioned in Ephesians 6. So he says, he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. And he'll put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with a zeal as a cloak. More hints. All right, we're talking about this king that was cloaked in zeal. Daniel said of this king that he was the king with the kingdom of the golden head. Now you may have guessed I'm talking about King Nebuchadnezzar. And when you think about Nebuchadnezzar and all that he did to capture Jerusalem and all that all the, the, the property that he he obviously ruled the whole world at one point in time, talk about advancing his kingdom. Would you say that what Matthew reflected Jesus' words here applied to Nebuchadnezzar? It says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. That sounds like Nebuchadnezzar to me. Courage, strength, zeal. Yes, we were made in God's images, and we all have those qualities. But what is the context of your story? What, like the cowardly lion, is worth fighting for? Yeah, prosperity is moving the kingdom forward, advancing the gospel, the real Jesus. That's, that seems like it's definitely kingdom prosperity is the, the actual kingdom of God advancing. So prosperity in the biblical sense is advancing the kingdom of God, and these are great things, but they're smaller things. Even your car or your stewardship or all these things are advancing the kingdom. We're going to get to those in a minute. But I, last night, Tammy and I went to go see this new movie out called Wonder, which is about a boy who was born sort of disfigured, and he ends up going to middle school where these kids pick on him. And you begin to see strength, and you begin to see courage That as these people get into the context of his story. At first, they don't know him, but the more they get to know him, the more he appears to be worth fighting for. And so it's interesting to watch the different people come alongside him and defend him as the, all of a sudden they began to rise up in their courage. Because I was thinking about this subject all week. God me had, had me on this lesson plan. And it's an interesting thing. You heard me last week talk about you know my daily prayer, and I ask God every day for a word. Well, my word two days ago was courage. And I, and I couldn't, I had my mind all around Nebuchadnezzar. And then, interestingly, this morning, his word for me was prosper. So I'm going to tell you about the link to that in a minute. But last night we were seeing this movie, and I'm watching courage rise up in these different people as they defend this young man who has a disfigured face. Wonderful movie, Julia Roberts. Oh, wow. It's just really one of those movies everybody ought to go see. But an interesting thing happens that eventually, when people stand up for him, at one point, these seventh graders are beating up his friends, and then even he gets the courage to stand up and fight. And when he fights, it's an amazing thing. His dad <laughs> stands up for him, and, and he kind of says, well, did you, you know, 
he was so proud that he that he fought these seventh graders and that he won. And his dad was like, "Well, let me see your scar." You know, you know, it's a natural dad thing to see what it's like when a boy stands up for himself and begins to fight when he begins to take on that cloak of zeal. And so the question is, in the world today, what does that look like? How? What does the cloak of zeal have to do with the Christian Car Guys show? What does it have to do with taking care of your car? What does it have to do with everyday life? Well, one day, I worked for the uh, Crown organization. I was, a, at this point in time, a sales manager, and I got invited to the general manager meeting, which was a big deal. And they had, Royce Reynolds was the head of the Crown organization at the time, and they had this sort of round table where they would bring in all these general managers and they would sit around and discuss all their different strategies and all that kind of thing. Well, the first time I ever went to one of those, it absolutely blew my mind because it was a scream fest. I mean, these people were screaming at each other, yelling at each other. And, and the general manager that had brought me, his name was Ron Hodges, you know, I was looking at him like, what in the world is going on? Because these people are literally screaming at each other. And... You know, we get in the car to leave. We had to go back to Raleigh. The meeting was in Greensboro. And uh, I get in the car, and I'm like, Ron, what's up with all the screaming? And he's, and I said, I just can't believe that Royce would put up with that from his managers. It just seems insane to me. And he said, oh, that's exactly what Royce wants. He wants stallions. He wants men with depth of conviction. He wants that <laughs> zeal. He wanted what is being described here as the cloak of zeal and so what's worth fighting for what's worth stepping up and, and that particular day they were they were having an unbelievable argument over whether or not cars should go to a wholesale center or if they should go to the auction and the the depth of conviction as i look back on it is a fascinating thing and so when you're in the service lane and mechanic begins to tell you this 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 is wrong with your car you have a certain amount of zeal now my wife if you try to take advantage of her <laughs> let me just tell you the cloak of zeal will come over her she may only be five feet tall but there's a lot of power in that punch and i'm telling you that you're if people that know my wife know that this is not anything that this zeal that she has is kind of built in there and I wonder if you know this. Of course, we're all made in God's image, but there's this really precious passage in Jeremiah 20:11. It says, the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Now, we're made in God's image, but that mighty, terrible one is like a dread warrior. In other words, God's got that, and he will rise up. Don't think he won't. Didn't, don't think he didn't make a cord of nine tail or whatever when he went to clear the temple. Don't think that... He just gingerly pushed over those tables with the money on him. Don't think that he doesn't have the cloak of zeal and the vengeance. And all those things are coming into play. But the question is, how do you play with it? How do you apply it to your life? Where do you decide that this is the battle to fight? Where do you decide that this is something worth dying for? And how does that exactly work? Because I'm pretty sure that Jesus said that the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, which means the gospel itself. And what about your Christian life is worth dying for? And we're going to talk more about that. I would love to take your comments on this. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Where's the cloak of zeal in your life?
I am seeking the courage I lack The courage to serve them with reliance Face my mistakes without defiance Show them I'm worthy And while I show them I'll show me So let them bring on all their problems I'll do better than my best so when did your courage show you that you had what it took? <laughs> Something happened. It, it was unexpected. And all of a sudden, you chimed into the fight. And you saw that this was something worth fighting for. And you surprised yourself with your own courage. Like the Cowardly Lion, all of a sudden, something worth fighting for showed you, wow, I will stand up and defend my rights. I will do what I need to do to advance the kingdom. How does that look like? What does it look like in your life? I would love to hear your story. 866, I really would. I, I absolutely would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. See, Julie Andrews had a real secret in there. She said, while I show them, I'll show me. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you stood up? For something and something came up in you that you don't even knew you had and that you figured it out that you had what it takes and and as you looked at that movie wonder this weekend i couldn't help but notice that but what does it have to do with cars well it has everything to do with life in general in that god rigged this life almost like it's a battle that's cast in the middle of a love, great love story and when you see that movie you could see the love of the family and all that was going on but it was no by no means easy, and it takes faith, and it takes, takes risk. And God kind of set this up so that he would go with you, but at times, something rises up in you that you didn't really even know was there, and I'm going to guess, if you're like me, at times, you scare yourself with all that's in there. And perhaps that was rigged that way, because you got to figure out, God, where is this applicable? When am I supposed to use this? 866-348-7884. Of course, speaking of rising up and helping other people, we have our Jesus Labor Love. we got an update coming up on that. And all this stuff we're talking about today is at, of course, ChristianCarGuy.com. That's ChristianCarGuy.com, where you're going to find out all about the Jesus Labor Love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And don't think that it doesn't take a lot of courage to stand up and fight for these people that are in the middle of a crisis, right? I, I, there's this lady in Chicago right now. She called me last week. I talked about this. I mean, she moved down. Something horrible happened in her family where she had to move in with her brother. I won't go into all that. But nonetheless, there she is without her car, and her brother is there fighting for her sister, his sister. Don't, don't miss that. And here's, I got this overnight. So this morning, this is, this is what I found in my inbox on the Jesus Labor Love, car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. It says, I'm a single, disabled, homeless mother. My car broke down. Either I walk or I catch a bus to get where I live. But it's hard when you have a small child and would really appreciate it if you could help me. She has a 1996 Acura. She lives in Greensboro. And there's the opportunity for somebody to stand up and fight. 
how could you do that? You might ask me, Robbie. <laughs> you can immediately pray because all this power, phenomenal heavenly power and strength is right there. How did Joshua think about it? Joshua was tasked. He went into the promised land. It was like, oh, God said, okay, go on in. You got a promised land here. I mean, it's wonderful milk and honey and all that stuff. But did he get it without fighting? I mean, didn't they they have to scratch and claw for every inch of what it is that they eventually got? Right? And didn't the fighting just kind of continue on through the whole history of Israel? Did you notice that life is this like battle in the midst of this great love story? Have you wondered about that? Just this just this week, you know, I picture my wife in certain situations with the doctor where all of a sudden, you know, in order to get some answers, you got to battle through how many hours on the phone? Oh, how about you guys out there on, on <laughs> Black Friday yesterday, right? If you try to get a deal, is there a battle involved? What's worth fighting out there? And when, how do you pick those battles and what do you do? Well, pray. As we talked about, the Jesus labor love has got more to do with prayer than anything else that I can think of. I cannot tell you the battles that have been won as a result of prayer. Time and again, I, like, I got to tell you, there was a lady about three weeks ago, and she needed a transmission. Now, a transmission's no small amount. Of, I mean, it's like $1,800 to take this transmission in and put it out, and again, I appreciate every single donation we got, but we don't have those kind of donations. And so I need to try to figure out in a, in a town where I don't have anybody to repair this car, somebody that's going to be able to do this repair. Now, when you begin to call people <laughs> and you say, hi, I'm with the Jesus Labor Love, would you consider giving me a transmission? You, <laughs> you better be prepared for a battle. And, and people have all sorts of interesting things, but it's amazing how if you have courage, you continue to make the calls, you continue to pray, and, of course, I do realize as I put out these prayer requests, and I do, as soon as I get a, a, a need like this, I will go post it on the website and ask people to pray that God somehow or another makes, it, makes a way where there seems to be no way. And I've told this story before, but it's always going to be one of my favorites, is that there was this situation right before Christmas about maybe seven years ago and this poor lady her car had been wrecked and her insurance she didn't realize that something had happened with her payments to her insurance company and she really didn't have full coverage but she had single cup payer coverage which is kind of like you know her loan company was making payments to make sure that they wouldn't be out if the car got repossessed but she didn't have the insurance to get it fixed and there her car was she was making payments on it. It was in the driveway. She had no way to get to work. It was crushed. And all she could tell me was that I can't start it because the battery's crushed. And so I was trying to get her a battery, which was my first battle. And we're going to find out how God met that battle. But we would love to hear your battle, your story of where God showed you you had confidence in confidence alone. 866 348 7884-866-34-TRUTH. So much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming up.
Majesty, if you were king, you wouldn't be afraid of anything? Not nobody! Not know-how! Not even a rhinoceros? Impossorous! How about a hippopotamus? Why, I'd trash him from top to bottom. Supposing you met an elephant? I'd wrap him up in cellophane. What if it were a brontosaurus? I'd show him who was king of the forest. How? How? Courage. What makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What makes the flag on the mast away? Makes the elephant charge his tusk in the misty mist or the dusky dusk. What does make the muskrat guard his musk? One of those questions that will forever go around in the Christian car guy's mind. Today we're talking about what is what is worth fighting for and is the cloak of zeal one of the keys to prosperity? And I'm talking about kingdom prosperity, actually advancing the kingdom of God through the gospel. And now how does that look even in our small stewardship of how we raise up and try to help people that are in need? And so we were talking about the Jesus labor love, and we're going to get to some, I do know it's winter time, and we got some winter-ready ideas that we're going to get to here in a minute. But I want to finish this story about the Jesus labor love. It was, like I said, about seven years ago, and right before Christmas, this lady's car was crushed. It was in the driveway. There was no money she didn't know how she could get to work. She didn't know how she was going to make her payments. And we don't even have a radio station that carries our show in Dallas. I wish we did. I mean, we have Seattle and all sorts of wonderful places, but we don't have one in Dallas. And uh, so I didn't have a radio station to contact or anybody to know anything. And But there was a ministry, that, or actually a, a battery company that I'd worked with in the past that promised me to help me with batteries sometimes. And I had contacted them to try to get a battery, and they wouldn't give this lady a battery. And it was where their headquarters was, and it really, really made me mad. <laughs> I guess it raised up the uh, zeal in me. And I was like just yelling at God in this prayer saying, God, I just can't believe here are these people are with all these resources. They can't give this lady a battery. And God said to me, well, Robbie, if you're so anxious to help this lady, if, you're so, if this is so important to you, why don't you help her? <laughs> oh, don't you love it when God turns on you? <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, well, I'm going to just start calling. I Googled where her address was, and I Googled all the different body shops that were in her area. And I'm telling you, the first one that I called, I still don't believe this. It was in Fort Worth, Texas. I still don't believe it happened, but it was like a week before. It was maybe just a few days before Christmas. And I called and I said, um, I'm with the Jesus labor love. Uh, would you guys consider repairing this? And this lady said, you're with what? And I'm like, I'm with the Jesus. Well, you're going to have to talk to the owner. And she was kind of short with me like that. And I was like, okay, don't think this is a battle. Don't think you got to have some zeal and some courage because now you're here you are. And so this man gets on the phone and he says to me, all right. Do you tell me that you talk about Jesus Christ on the radio? <laughs> I was like, what? oh, this might not go good. I said, yes, sir, I talk about Jesus Christ on the radio, but we also help people in need. And there's this lady, you know, that has wrecked her car and she didn't have insurance and she can't get to work and she's still making payments on it. And I'm looking for somebody. I know she needs a battery. I don't know what else. We got to get the fender off a tire or something, but we got to be able to get her to work. And this guy says, I'll never forget as long as I live. He says, 
You know, there's things that are more important than money, sonny. <laughs> I'll fix that lady's car and I'll fix it today. Now, I've, I've worked in body shops. You don't just fix a car today. <laughs> but I said, are you sure? He said, absolutely. You give me the address. I'm going out there right now and I'm going to fix that car today. Would you believe that that man, I'm, I'm serious. This was a man who was fighting for the kingdom of God and God bless him. He he went out there. He bought that lady a battery. You know, he was no gigantic battery company, but he bought that lady a battery. He he got her fender off the car. He straightened out the front. He did what he could do to get that lady's car drivable. And that day, that very day, that lady was driving that car. Because, honestly, people were worth, it was worth fighting for. It was, And God had given us the zeal, the courage to be able to do that kind of thing. And <laughs> I had confidence. I had no idea I had that kind of courage because honestly, when I was little, I didn't like to call anybody on the phone and being in front of people on a radio show. Are you kidding me? How could I ever do that? Well, it's amazing how you end up with confidence in confidence alone in God showing you that he will be there with you on the adventure. When do you begin to to realize that one of the keys to the kingdom is fighting for what's right and telling people the Lord has need of it. You see, the disciples were told, right, to go out and get this donkey that was tied up. <laughs> you remember the story when they were going to celebrate the uh, when they were going to bring Jesus in on the triumphal entry to Jerusalem, right? He had to go get the donkey, and so. In those days, if you went and stole somebody's donkey, you're getting hung. I mean, this is horse thieving. I mean, you're, it's bad stuff. And so can you imagine unhooking this donkey and the people say, what are you doing? And then they say, well, the Lord has need of it. <laughs> well, what happened? When you tell people the Lord has need of it, when you're in a battle like that, you'll be amazed what people will do for you. But you got to ask. So as promised, I told you we would get to some of these winner-ready ideas because we got a battle for our cars. It is coming up very cold, and, you know, it's one of those things that, that we're given stewardship, and everything that we love, we're kind of in a position to battle for it. Like, in my case, Old Red. This morning, I'm sitting at the stoplight, and I'm watching steam coming out from under the hood. <laughs> I'm like, okay. We're fixing to battle this radiator again. I don't know what it's going to go on, but there's a battle up front, and it's coming at you all the time. And so along those lines, I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of the things, winter ready, that you'd need to do at least every two or three years, look at your owner's manual to find out. you got to flush that radiator. A lot of people do not realize that there's a pH balance to your coolant. And it's in a very acidic environment, and it will begin to corrode the radiator itself, the inside of the block of the engine, but more importantly, the radiators. And so I can't tell you how many radiators we see that, that, that go out in cars that lead to blown head gaskets and really, really expensive repairs as a result of people not flushing their radiator. That's one of the things. You go in, you look at your owner's manual. How often do I need to replace the coolant? The other thing is if you added water at any point in time during the summer— you know, it may not be at the level needed in order to not freeze, especially if you're up there in Seattle, Salt Lake City, those places at higher elevations. I mean, it can get down to 20 below or whatever. And if the block freezes, I mean, that's it for your engine. So 
it's not just a matter of flushing your radiator. It's checking your coolant to make sure that it's, you know, at the level needed to protect your engine from freezing. So that's always, like, number one on my list. Now, in certain areas, I can't recommend snow tires high enough. And a lot of people don't realize snow tires of today are a lot different than snow tires of old because they picker snow, picture snow tires. are going to make all this horrible noise, and it's going to be wah, 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 going down the road and all that stuff. Well, they've come a long way, baby. And they don't use those tread designs that make so much noise anymore. But more importantly, what a lot of people don't realize is that the rubber that they use in snow tires does not get as hard at lower temperatures. And so they get better traction on ice because, yeah, well, you know, what good is <laughs> any tire on ice? Well, the softer the rubber, at least it begins to try to grip um, wherever it can get grip, wherever it can get traction. And so snow tires use a softer rubber that's much, much, much better on ice, not just going through the snow, but cornering on ice and those kind of things. Snow tires come in really handy if you're just that little bit of traction can make all the difference. You know, how many accidents have we all avoided by two or three feet because we just got a little bit of stopping distance? And that's a big deal when it comes to snow tires, depending on the area that you live in. I realize if you're in Florida, <laughs> it may not be the thing. But the cool thing is if you have a set of snow tires, you can put them on in the winter and then take them back off. It's just like rotating the tires. And, and the good news is your tires will last twice as long if you're only using them half as much. <laughs> so snow tires, big deal. Your battery, right? These things are so easy to check these days. You can take your car. If you haven't put a battery in it in four or five years, why not drive over to AutoZone or Parts Plus or wherever it is that you go get your stuff done? They will test your battery for free and you will be amazed at how often you see no sign of a slow start or whatever. But the last thing in the world you want is that morning where you got that big meeting or you have the situation with your kids, you got to get them to school, whatever it is, to go out there and have a dead battery. Or even worse, if you're stuck in a snowstorm or something like that, you're going to need all that stuff because all those people in Atlanta a few years ago, you better believe that they were enjoying their battery. And all those kind of things. All right. We're about halfway through the list of winter-ready ideas. And I'm still excited about your story about the cloak of zeal. When it was that you found out you had confidence, you found out you had what it took, maybe that bully was picking on you. I would love to hear that story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. We come back. So much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming up. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. We were warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. We were made to be courageous. Yes, we were. And <laughs> there's so many instances in Scripture of seeing the Lord is a warrior. It's out of Exodus. The Lord is his name. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. You're made in God's image, and inside of you is something that will rise up and defend somebody that's being hurt. It's amazing to see when it happens. And I would love to hear your story of when maybe somebody did it for you and rose up and defended you, 
or maybe you had a chance to do it for somebody else. Of course, if you've been listening and you're wondering, Robbie, how do I find out about this Jesus labor love? Car repair for single moms, widows, people like that that need help. It is all at ChristianCarGuy.com. ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see it, Jesus Labor Love tab. There you'll see all the Cars Care Centers. Now, realize that it's really cool to me to see all these different men in all these different repair centers across the country that rise up and they help single moms and widows and families in crisis. And, and it's an amazing thing that I've noticed that the big car dealers, the people that have a lot of money and whatever, they're rarely the ones that do it. If you look at my list, you're going to find mostly independent guys, smaller shops, guys that just live on their faith and live on their courage. And they believe that, you know, a lot of them have told me, Robbie, you can't outgive God. And I see him step up every single day for people. Uh, and it's an amazing thing. So I always recommend if you're looking for a good car repair shop in your area and you're listening to the show, it means that we're on in your area. There is the list there at ChristianCarGuy.com of Christian Car Care Centers. The way they get on that list is they help out single moms, widows, and families in crisis. Now, if they're willing to do that, you know, don't you think they're going to take good care of you and your needs, not to mention your support of them, gives them more ability to go on and help the next single mom, widow, or family in crisis. So there's these guys there. Obviously, there's all sorts of prayer opportunities, or maybe that's not obvious. I try to post the prayer needs as they come in so that if you go to Christian Car Guy regularly and there's even a tab that says that Jesus Labor Love Prayer Needs, you can go right there and see what we're currently praying for. We would love your prayers. You can fight no matter whether or not you have the financial resources to help or anything else. You, you know, we can all join in the battle. And believe me when I tell you, I know that it's those prayers that have helped so many of these single moms, widows, and families in crisis over the years. And it was the courage of the people that stood up and said, you know what, I'm going to go pray for that. I, I believe God wants to meet that need. And it's interesting to me how often that happens. And I just do want to put out another shout out for Joe Abandola in Greensboro is one of those guys who stepped up and is going to do that transmission for the, I mean, wow. Like, wow. He's going to do a whole transmission for somebody. Uh, you know, it, it may take him a few weeks to do it, but amazing. It, it, it amazes me how God puts it in these men's hearts to step up and help these people. And, and it's a beautiful thing when you see it and you realize that it's really the glory of God and it's the kingdom advancing because in some cases, actually over half of the people that contact the Jesus labor love, because we ask if they have a church affiliation, don't go to church. And so here's a way for them to engage other Christians to find out there's a community of people out there who can treat them as their favorite, who can treat them with favor, with grace, like God would treat somebody. Yeah, we've all made mistakes, but showing favor to the people that are being belittled by this, by the, culture in other ways is just a great way to advance the gospel. I mean, it's one of those cool things. And again, it's there at christiancarguy.com, the Jesus labor love. Moving on to some of these other winter ready, winter ready ideas as we battle for our cars that go against the ice and snow. One of the things that is really easy to do, they'll put them right on there. When you go to get your battery checked, why not have them replace your wiper blades? Come on now, you know that they've been streaking and it's driving you crazy. Well, you know, when that snow and ice is on the windshield and you can't see that car, I mean, who knows 
whose life you might save by replacing your windshield wiper blades. And while you're at it, you know, get some windshield wiper, washer solvent. So all that's fresh and clean. I mean, that's one of the things that is just like so easy, but it's really just so critical. And they make winter windshield wiper blades that do better on the snow and ice. And so you can ask them while you're at the park store, you know, hook me up with some of those. And they're not expensive, 18, 20 bucks. And the next thing you know, you're seeing way better out of your windshield. And I would also point out that there are some really, really, really cool ice scrapers, snow brushes, you know, those kind of things. You can go to christiancarguy.com. You can see all my winter ready ideas. Just type in winter ready under search and you're going to see the ice scraper snow brushes that are out there available. Make your life easier. You know, there's some things you don't want to do. Okay. We want to talk about that. Those are the things to do. We always want to tell you about the things you don't do. <laughs> the last thing, I can't tell you the amount of people I've known that decide they're going to defrost their windshield with hot water. Oh my word. The cracks and all that, you know, those things that they can do to your car by putting hot water and along those lines, you never want to put cold water in a hot radiator. You know, a lot of people, they, they, they have a leak or they see a hose break and they go, oh, well, I'm going to cool down my radiator by putting cold water in there. Oh, my word. The blocks that have been cracked over the years. So you never put hot water on a cold windshield and you never put cold water in a hot radiator. Um, those, are, those are things that can, can cause a whole, whole lot of trouble. And, uh, you know, being prepared is just one of those things. If you live in certain areas... You know, one of the neat things that I came across years ago as I was studying this Atlanta incident where all these people got trapped in their cars, you know, there's a snow candle that you can put in your car, and if you keep matches or a lighter or something in there, you know, a candle is a really an amazing thing because it gives up warmth. Of course, you got to open your window a little bit so you don't get carbon monoxide. But, you know, there's nothing like a fire to make you feel like you're not alone and you got some warmth and a candle's pretty easy to have and you're not in the dark. You know, there's all sorts of things that I, I really like the idea of emergency candles. They're not a bad idea for your house as well, obviously, but something that you can keep in your car for that emergency situation when you may have to find yourself battling <laughs> against the weather. So those are things that are all there available, again, at christiancarguy.com. You can check those resources. We love it. Well, just a few more words about Nebuchadnezzar. Because I told you that my daily prayer, I ask God for a word, and God has kind of had me on the Nebuchadnezzar thing, studying the man and beginning to understand. And he gave me the word courage, and this morning he gave me the word prosper. And when I went and looked at that word prosper in Joshua 1, I realized that the word prosper from a kingdom, from a, from a biblical standpoint is like the Spirit of the Lord came upon them in power. This is prosper. This is the advancing of the kingdom. And so that's why Joshua needed that prosperity because he was going to win all these lands for the holy land, you know, for the promised land. They had to go out there and battle that. Well, think about Nebuchadnezzar. He would be the one that almost wiped out idolatry. He wiped out the Egyptians. He wrapped them in a clove like a garment. They were big idolaters. And then if you look in Daniel chapter 4, I there, Nebuchadnezzar gives a statement about the great high God. What you may not know is that in rabbinical literature, they say that Nebuchadnezzar was actually the grandson of the Queen of Sheba, that she was married to Solomon, 
and that Nebuchadnezzar was there. Nebuchadnezzar was there, according to rabbinical literature, when Sennacherib's you know, whole army was destroyed, and that's part of the reason that he set up the, the siege. Nebuchadnezzar was one of those violent people who advanced his kingdom by violence, if you look in Matthew 11. So as we go through, how about asking God, God, where do you want me to rise up and advance the kingdom with your cloak of zeal? That's so cool. You can check it all at ChristianCarGuy.com. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And by all means, pray for us and this ministry. We thank you so much for listening. It's your listeners, the you the listeners, that, that really make the show. God bless.